0: Alaska or just about anywhere the fish are biting Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Maine or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours at radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your Radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over
1: the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Thank you, Mark Larson, and hey, Southern California, welcome back to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy, and it is our pleasure to have you hang with us tonight. I think we put together a really great show. It's gonna We're going to make it worth your time. Let me tell you a little bit about who our guests are going to be tonight. First of all, we were supposed to have Joey Helgren on with us from Helgren's Landing. Unfortunately, he and his family are at the hospital right now. They're in a vigil um, uh, uh, praying for his grandson, uh, Benjamin. Benjamin is not expected to make it through the night. So our prayers go out to Joey Helgren and his family, and we hope everything proceeds well. Joy says that he uh, for sure will try to be with us next Sunday night just to let us know everything that's happening there at Hell Grand's Landing. A lot of happening, so we wanted to get caught up with that. Hey, in Joy's place, uh, Kevin Matson, a young fisherman here from San Diego County has uh, 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 agreed to join us. Kevin uh, goes out and catches, understands, or tries to concern, uh, conserve almost anything that swim flies, slithers, or walked, so Kevin's going to be with us tonight uh, in the show. And then later on, we're going to have uh, uh, Cabo Greg Aristi from Lands and Charters. He's going to be with us to tell us what's happening down in Cabo San Lucas. Wayne Coto, the executive director of the CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association, he's going to be with us to update us on the bluefin tuna situation and talk to us a little bit about some of the happenings with lobster poaching here during the season. So Wayne will be with us. And then later in the night, Brad Monet from uh, Amber Marine. He's going to be with us to talk about uh, working on your engines. And one of the things Amber Marine does is they specialize. In older engines too, so you're going to want to hear all about that, know how to get a hold of Brad at Amber Marine. But before it all gets started, let me introduce to you the co-host of Rod and Reel Radio. First of all, this gentleman is a voice of one 800 Bass Boat and a pretty darn good fisherman in his own right, okay. Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Good evening, everybody.
2: Hi, John, and Matson. you wild man. Glad you're with us, buddy. <laughs> good to talk to you, Stan. Hey. Good, good, good fishing on the sixteen. days. All, all I heard was, hey, Mattson's going to be there. I went cool. That's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Hey, hey. before we get on with you, Kevin, though, let me introduce to you the other coast of Rod and Reel Radio. She is the national sales manager for Iserline and a darn good sportsman in her own right. Again, Wendy Toshahara, Wendy, howdy!
3: Howdy, and I too am an underfished co-host. Hi, Kevin,
4: <laughs> what's up, Wendy? How are you?
1: I'm
3: well, doing
4: pretty good. Well, hey, let me do good, this and a good and a good angler as well. Oh,
1: hey, uh, <laughs> hey, you. guys, let me do this introduction over here before we get on to Kevin. I know he's hot to trot to tell us about some of the things he's been doing, but Stan and Wendy, if we're not fishing. Kevin has definitely been making it up for us. He just came back from a trip on the Excel, which is epic, plus all the other things he's been doing this season. We had him on uh, during the summer when he had an epic battle with the bluefin tuna. He decided to put the Ranger uh, on, on the trailer for a little while and go out in the big boat, and he really crushed him the past few weeks. Let's introduce our listening audience to Kevin Matson. Kevin, welcome to the show, sir.
4: Uh, I appreciate it, John. Much appreciated. Hey.
1: Well, we appreciate it, too, because I know you're making the rounds. Uh, uh, not only that, I appreciate you letting us get a, a hold of you at the last minute and being on. I know you you are on a trek right now. Before we get to what you've done, tell us about what you're doing.
4: Uh, I was taking a friend of mine from the trip, this guy Tex Nielsen. He fishes a uh, lake fork and a lot of Texas lakes, and he was talking about all the green bass in Senegal County, and I said, I'm going to take you on a round some lakes that have fish from 18 to 20 pounds and we did just a quick round from <clears throat> Dixon to uh, Murray to Marimar and I was explaining to him I said all these lakes have fish from 18 to 20 plus and he's just blown away by how small the lakes are and how much pressure <laughs> it is. like wow this is nothing like where I come from <laughs> no
2: no Texas you have lakes that go across the country <laughs> you some yeah, was, water there
4: like oh my god
1: well look uh, we Kev- at pond. Kevin, have you ever had a chance to uh, go down and fish uh, Lake Falcon down there with Tex?
4: I haven't done Falcon. I want to take a trip out there and maybe fish Forked as well. And I told him, I said the whole swimmer thing here has to work there. I mean, there's so much pressure in San Diego City Lakes that what we do here has to work in Texas. I was trying to explain that to him. You know, they they sw-
2: they swear I've been back there because my daughter and son-in-law live there and. <laughs> And you go talk to these guys, and they're like, oh, no, they won't eat that stuff. I'm going, man, <laughs> you're absolutely wrong. But And they're they they they're into it, but it has to be no bigger than like four or five inches is a swim bait to them. So they just don't get it. Now, other guys that have moved there that are from Southern California, I've talked to a couple of young guys that are doing really well, and he goes, man, they're, they eat the swim bait here really well, but nobody throws it. So
4: It's it's a confidence thing. yeah like always I know is, you know, trying to get I used to throwing. To so and he was just like, dude, this is too big. It's just I like, dude, they will bite it. So they haven't got, seen it. You're fishing it completely different than what they've seen. You're going to get them. So we'll you, see. When he goes back, we'll see what he gets.
1: You know, Kevin, I I know uh, we sent you an invitation. Unfortunately, you couldn't make it to the angler swim meet on Saturday. But with the sellers that were selling there, it was swim bait heaven. I mean, Dave Conway was here. Art and uh, Hanlon was here. There was a number of guys that were here. And, boy, the swim baits were being traded back and forth. In fact, the sellers would go over to the buyers. The buyers would go over to the sellers. It was a true swap meet when it came to (laughs) swim baits and rats and everything like that. But, hey, tell me, in your tour, is there a lake here in Southern California that you're most looking forward to? to introducing Tex to or that Texas heard about that he wants to see the most?
4: Well, right now it was Dixon. And as I'm talking to you right now, I'm in the parking lot at Dixon, just up from the dock, and he was just like, wow, I can't believe a 25-pounder came from this lake. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, there is more 16 to 18-pounders in this lake and, and Murray and a few other lakes than you would ever believe. You come here in the springtime. And you put a camera down under the dock, and you would just be blown away on what you see. And it's incredible. I'm I'm just kind of bummed that I couldn't show him a really big, big fish. I mean, we saw a few, but nothing like, you know, nothing that was giants, Nothing that 16, 17-pound stuff.
1: Well, you know, since we got you on here at the last minute, why don't you just give Tex a swim bait and a swim bait rod and let him chuck out at the end of the, uh, you know, since it's still twilight, and let him chuck out at the end while we have you on, and that way keep him entertained, and who knows what might happen. Well,
4: he just came off the long trip with me, and we were fishing the PL-68. He's he's kind of like me. I'm more of a chuck and wine guy, and it was more of a, a jig bite on this trip. and I got bit as soon as the anchor came tight, and I told him, I said, dude, I got bit on the 68, like, immediately. I said, take off that chandelier, take off your fly line, put on the jig, and you can get a big one. And uh, I was so happy for him, man. He got, like, a, what was it, 2.30? 2.23. He got a 2.23 on the trip, and nice. it was what he came for, and, I mean, he was so stoked. I was so happy for him. It was awesome. It was Let's awesome. Talk. He got Let's... him on the yeah, jig. We had a guy on the trip just before you You guys left.
2: Uh, we were down there, clearing the, in the zone, and... And one guy, uh, Andy Baldwin, had nine fish on that PL68. Or I am, yeah. you know, they were biting it good.
4: They like, were biting it good. So even good a flat ball, at... yeah, the flat ball too.
1: Hey guys, before flat we permit. before we get into it, uh, uh, Kevin, uh, tell us a little bit about what trip are you talking about? What was the duration? What uh, boat uh, were you on? And what were they uh, they planning on target as you, targeting as you were going on out there?
4: Well, I just got off the Excel Pelagic Charter, the 16-day trip that we annually take, and it's a good time of year, and we ran the Clarion initially for very slow fishing, and nobody was fishing Hurricane, and Mike Ramirez decided to make the run out there, and it just, as soon as we came tight in the anchor, man, they bit, and it was all in the jig, and it was three solid days of mostly night fishing and twilight, but... I mean, at any given time, you could get a 170, a 180. I mean, I had a pile of fish on this trip that I just, I I couldn't wrap my mind around. There's a lot of 170s. I had a 188. I had a 203, uh, three three 170s. I mean, most guys that threw the jig had at least a 170. It was amazing. And there was only two to three guys fishing after three days. It was so worn out. Guys sat down and just, they didn't fish. It was just, and and I, I couldn't get enough of it. I just... I couldn't even sleep. I just just threw that thing until my body wore out, and you could get bit at any time. It was amazing. It was very good fishing.
1: Well, Kevin, you know, you had said that uh, Captain Mike Romero said it was absolutely one of the most epic uh, jig bites that he'd ever seen. Tell us, you started mentioning what jig it was you were fishing with. Tell us a little bit about the jig. Uh, Tell us the setup that you're using to throw it. And was there a particular technique you were employing?
4: Well, I was fishing uh, the tl 68 which is kind of my go-to. You know, normally in the evenings, right after dinner, I walk out and fish that. I fish that at gray light in the morning as well and fish it throughout the night, depending on what we see on the meter. Um, But, I mean, as soon as we came tight on the anchor, it was twilight, and I just said, you know what, I grabbed my tl 68 outfit, walked to the bow, I'm fishing my Phoenix Axis uh, 3 by with a with a Makaira 50, and um, I had a 300-pound top shot. Because at night it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Threw it out, and on the sink I'm immediately bit. I got a 150 right out of the gate.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And everybody's like, oh, my God, I bit on the jig. Walked back up, and you know, I landed that. Threw it out again, had another one, you know, 140, 150. And then I had, like, five guys running into the bow with jigs, and I told them, I said, do you think that thing about 200 feet? And just grind it. Just throw it off the bow, walk it back towards the stern, Click it in here, put your rod on the rail, and just grind that thing. And guys were getting hit, and they were just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It was very good fishing.
1: Well, you say very you, good were, fishing. you used the term uh, uh, a PL 68. Now, I know that the uh, the PL is Rich Whittaker's uh, Pacific Lures. Uh, tell us what that 68 is.
4: Well, I was fishing Rich's uh, Super Glow Rig. I had like a squidy I mean, there was a lot of squid around the boat. I was fishing kind of a reddish jig from him with a glow bottom, and... I'd light it up every time down. I'd, I'd walk up to the bow, light it up, pass it off the bow. I like to fish it at a 45 instead of a straight up and down. I fished it at a 45. i I'd walk down the side of the boat, click it in gear, wind it in, light it back up, walk to the front. And, I mean, it was every other walk down I was bit. I was like, I'm getting bit, I'm getting bit. And then all the other guys are like, oh, my God, is it all in the PL? I said, it's all in the PL. Just get up on the bow. And, and then we had three, four fish hanging, and it was just... For three straight evenings, it was all nice fish, not giants, but it was that 150 to 170 with, you know, a couple cows. We caught a handful in the peel from, you know, I got a 203, we got a 220. It it was pretty good fishing, and I lost three other big fish. I had one for two and a half hours on that. (laughs) Broke me off that I, I know was a really good one, but, I mean, that's the way it goes. Sometimes the fish has got
2: to win, but after you catch a few of those things, Especially, you know, you catch a couple of that 150 to 180, and all of a sudden you get the bigger one on, and you go, this one has better weight. You know, when you lift up on the rod, the the tip doesn't move, and the line just kind of, the drag just rolls right off real smooth because you can't lift the weight. Um, That's that's pretty special. Not everybody gets a shot at that, but it's really fun. If you've never tried it, boy, that's great. And that PR-68 is a super good one The Taddy 15, if you had something like that, any of those baits, you can get uh, Mike I and mean, Whitaker
4: to, to cut them up, and they work great. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they chewed the paint off it. Yeah. And That's another excellent. thing that we were doing on this trip where I haven't really seen as much of it was, on the surface we are getting bit by the skippies right out of the gate, and if you got bit on the surface, you'd immediately be sharked. So we'd kind of sink it through the skipjack, get it down, you know, 200 feet or whatever, and walk down to the stern, start winding it. If you were bit on a skippy deeper, what I was doing out of the gate was I was letting it hang. And yeah. I could see that quick, t- I could see that quick tail beat on my rod tip, and it would just thump, 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 thump. And all of a sudden, it would just bam, and you, you were immediately bit by a cow or a 170. And I had it in gear, and I would just kind of sort of drop my rod tip like worm fishing <laughs> and just, you know. <laughs> that's the only way I could explain it, but... With like 300-pound, and I would just come back on him. Mm-hmm. I hung three up like that real quick. Well, so you know, the, the, the trick is
2: on that, what you've got to do, what people have to understand, he just got bit by a like, bonita size, kid-sized bonita bait, and then you what you've got to do, that big hook that's already in that the face of that uh, skippy, that skipjack, you've got to drive that into the jaw of that bigger tuna, and, he, and you hopefully he's got it turned around in his mouth. But that's its like hanging a shad on a jerk bait or on a spoon and just letting it sit there. They can't—they can't not eat it. That's—that's that's a great way to catch them.
4: It was that whole like cameloo thing where you know you're catching mackerel on the crocodile and you drop it down. And you're getting white sea bass. The same yep. kind of thing, except every bite was just—I mean, guys were getting pinned. They were just like I'm bit. They were like oh. <laughs> I'm like why, 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 why? Lean on them, and they were just like oh. And then they would come off. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, just, you've got to set the hook. There's no yeah. way that, that that PL68 hook is just going to set itself. You've got to come tight to them and set the hook. But it was and yeah, you awesome got to come thing. tight and swing like you mean it at several times. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, Stan said that he thought you had to wait. Uh, indeed, did you think that that? Uh, that big tuna was turning that fish around in its mouth to try to swallow it, and that gave you a better opportunity to set the hook? Well, I was just I was just keeping the
4: line tight. You know what I mean? Like I said, when I come up to the bow, I don't fish it straight up and down. I throw it out off the bow, so it's kind of a 45. So I feel like it gives me more of that, that worm thing where I can kind of drop it to him. And then once, and it just came tight. Once it came tight, I was leaning into them. And I was fishing with 300 pound and a 50, so I was just tight, tight drag, and, and they were pinning me to the rail. And like I said, I mean, I lost three really good ones, especially the one that I had on for over two hours, and it was, it was it. such a it was a good fish. And then when you get but met by, by the happy. skippy though, and that in that hook is through the skipjack to
2: get the hook into that tuna's mouth, you you sometimes you got to wait till he turns it around in his mouth, and then jerk and jerk and jerk until you get that hook stuck into the bigger fish's mouth.
4: Oh yeah, they were just and and the thing is is I mean at one time we had like I mean I looked in the kill box and we had twenty something baits that were bit by tuna. You know what <laughs> I mean all the skippies in the kill box were just raked. You could see the teeth like up behind the gill plate, it was just raked all the way down. And just it wasn't a shark bite; it was a tuna bite. And I told those guys, I go, dude, they're eating these skipjacks full speed. But if you pinned one on the fly line, the sharks would eat it.
1: Yeah, and I hey, go, I it. go, they're. they're we got to take a break. Is there any way we can keep you on for another segment? No, that's cool, yeah. No All problem. right. Hey, let's take a break right now. Hey, hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, were talking with Kevin Madsen. and Kevin Matson just came back from a 16-day trip on the Excel where they had absolutely one of the most epic jig bites on Big Tuna you'd ever wanted to hear about. But you're hearing about it right now on Rod and Real Radio. Stay tuned. There's still more to come. But we got to take a break. We'll be back after these messages.
0: is trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main in El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com.
5: Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong,
6: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
7: Adventures. Call today HM Landing 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com.
8: 2015 and 16, quantum fishing's gone and done it again for you. With the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your baitcasters. The PTA design has the new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, quantum fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or Angler'sArsenal.com or give us a call at 619-466-8355.
0: It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Real Radio. (laughs) I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a a McDonald's commercial,
1: but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream.
0: (laughs) That is just absolutely awesome.
1: Hey, we. You want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio? Stan and Wendy are with me tonight. And we we're speaking to a young angler that just goes out if it swims, if it has fins, he goes after it. Just came back from a 16-day trip with uh, uh, on the Excel, and man, did he have himself just one heck of a jig bite! It was a, uh, uh, it was basically explained as being maybe one of the most epic jig bites of all time, Mr. Kevin Matson. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you, appreciate it. Hey, you know, I, I, I've been getting some messages over here. One of the guys uh, messaged me saying, hey, what does that guy sleep? <laughs> do, you, do you ever get any sleep, Kevin? <laughs> you, you know what? Honestly, on this trip,
4: it was one of those fish drop deals because it wasn't every cast, it wasn't every hour, but if you stayed up for two, three solid hours and threw that thing, you'd get one. And, and that's what I was trying to explain to guys that sat down. I said, you can't throw this thing ten times and expect to get, uh, you know, 180 or 200-pounder. It's just rail time, and that's just, you got to want it. And, I don't know, I just, I couldn't sit down. I couldn't sleep. I just I just put the time into it and it came around for me.
1: Nothing against any of the other fishermen, but did you find that there were a lot of times you were on the, uh, the uh, rail yourself just chucking and grinding?
4: Well, honestly... Majority of the time, there was three of us, and when okay. Tex got his, you know, two thirty or whatever it was, two twenty something, he was the only guy out. The only reason he had that because I went in for a drink, he was out. Um, there was probably three of us fishing the majority of the time, but it was it was definitely. I mean, fishing a peel sixty eight like that is a grind for yes, sure. It, is. it isn't. It isn't for everybody, but it's if you want it. You can just put that time, into it's kind of like swim bait fishing in San Diego lakes. I mean, you can, if, you're not going to get one on every trip. You're not going to get one on every fifth trip, but if you put in 15 straight trips, you, you might get one. And when you get one, it's it's a good one. So, but well, you know, that the,
2: most people don't understand. You're you're you fish when the fish are eating on those long range trips, and if you have to, you know, the, if the bite is from three or four in the morning until 10 o'clock in the morning, that's your bite. And you you get you go have dinner. As soon as you're done with dinner, you maybe take a nap, and then you make bait, and then you go fish. And you fish until the fish quit biting. And, and if it's on the iron like you guys had, or, or whether it's on the tube mackerels or, or squid or whatever you've got, they kind of have a particular liking for whatever that is. In your case, especially fishing with that PL68, most of the guys like that bigger reel, that 50, because you can take up. You don't have to turn it this fast to make up a lot of line. So, But you've got this heavier equipment. It's a big reel. It weighs a lot. And you've got a rod that will handle that kind of a fish. And when he eats it, it's not like it's a gentle thing. <laughs> it yeah.
4: it, it yeah. just
2: goes down. And now you've got the weight of that fish and the rod. And your drag is already set at 30 pounds plus a lot of the time. And yeah. you just have to go to work at that point. You know, after you can get the hook set into this fish and, and drop and throwing it out, like, like he was saying, and, you know, making a cast with that bigger, heavier iron and then letting it settle down into the arena where that fish is and then grinding it back up, you know, that's work. A lot of guys, you know, they do once or twice and go, that's too much for me. Well, the guys that will continue to do that, our successful trip after trip after trip after trip. And this was really, yours was epic in that um, arena because the fish were on that so, so well. Yes. Kevin,
1: yeah. uh, uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit about that reel uh, that you were using. Again, the make of it, uh, you know, is is it an actual genuine 50-size reel, tough to cast with? Uh, what were the gear ratios on it? Uh, what, uh, what gear ratio were you using when you were grinding, uh... And, uh, you know, were you really, uh, you know, cooking it or were you doing it slow or what?
4: Well, I was fishing the, uh, the Makaira, the Okuma Makara 50, the narrow. And what I usually fish is a 30. And I always fishing at high speed. And I don't i don't fish them like Wahoo, where you're going as fast as you can go. I just maintain pace. Because yeah. For me, it's not one calf. It's not 10 calf. It's 20 cast or 30 cast or 40, you have to maintain, it's a marathon pace. And you just, you maintain your pace. And what I do normally is I just walk up to the bow make and I don't do an arm swing cast. What I do with my 50 is I just kind of keep it tight to my body and I make like a, almost like a a body swing cast, right? Get it up in the air, get it out away from the boat. And the, the whole thing to me is just walking it down the side. I walk it from the bow all the way to the stern and when I when I grind it, I don't grind it away from the rail. What I do is I lay my foregrip on the rail, point my rod at the jig in high gear, and I just grind it. And I grind it. And I was bit down at two hundred feet and I got one good fish on the trip. It's probably I don't know, one seventy five, and I saw it come up and bite it right at the boat. Mm. So I mean they were biting at all depths, so you had to fish it out. You couldn't just fish it at one particular depth, you had to just fish it out. <laughs> and it was That's way too cool, by, by the way. It's one of those things. It's just a
1: grind. Now, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about these uh, Pacific Lures uh, by Rich Whittaker. Uh, a lot of us remember Rich from the Bait, Rat Compa- Bait rap Company, and he's changed the name to Pacific Lures. Uh, uh, what is it about that lure that you were using that it seemed to get bit pretty well? Well, I like the high
4: glow thing. And I'm one of those guys, and I'm all particular where every cast, when I wind it in, I try to be next to the light. What I do is I lay the foregrip down, and I fish it all the way up next to the light, and I'll light it up. I light it up, I walk to the bow, makes the cast with it lit. I mean, it might be a confidence thing. It might not make a difference. But to me, if, I didn't, if I'm not fishing it when it's lit, I, I don't have the confidence that I normally do. And, and for me, at least, I, all my fish are when it's lit up when it's flowing real good. You see it just sinking out, flashing. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got to see it from an incredible distance. And, and well, you know, the squid I mean, do that anyhow. The squid have
2: that iridescent light that they kind of blink on and off with anyhow, and that's the same thing that you're you're just emulating or imitating. That same thing that the squid do down there deep as they're flashing, coming through the water. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, you're you're giving yourself your best chance to catch the fish doing as much as you can the right way to get them. I mean, the best thing you can do is get that thing lit up so they can see it and come mm-hmm. after it in the dark. You know, they're pretty good about finding something moving even the, even through the dark, but that flashing light going through the water, man, that it works down there. And everybody, every long-range guy that's ever put a PL68 in the water does the same thing. They're all, they used to make them just all white. Uh, the glow mm-hmm. thing came into, into uh, the uh, arena here about mm, what six or seven years ago, eight years ago, or something
4: like that, and then it
2: really turned around.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I like that high glow jig, and the thing is too is we had the squid around the boat, and when I started seeing them, I go, I go, man, they're on this, and they were. I mean, I was fishing the the bait wrapped like squid jig with a little red top and the super high glow bottom, and that was just it was, it was right on the money. I was, it was it was just I don't know. Right okay. now I'm still shaking my head. It was such good fishing. I, just, I honestly wish I was back there right now, grinding the field we're so talking. Well, because it's fun. You don't get a chance to do that. It's like a swim bait, just like you're saying. You don't get no, that yeah. every cast.
2: But when they're on it, you're getting a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's now, Kevin, you,
1: it, you said you were using 130 liter. Was that uh, fluorocarbon? Was it monofilament? And what did uh, what did you attach it to? And and what kind of uh, attachment did you use?
4: Well, I was fishing uh, 130 braid to 300. I mean, I was initially fishing 200, and uh, I got sawed off two times in the morning when a couple other fish were going, and I had a 300-pound leader, and I was talking to Renee Renee Sanchez, and Renee was like, Kev, yeah, just fish this heavy line. Fish that
9: 300.
4: He goes, we'll bite it. He goes, it's at night. It don't matter. And I was like, hey, bro, put it on. Let's do this. Put on the leader, crimp the 300. And I, I bumped my drag up, and it gave me a tighter drag and a, and a better hook set where I was just tighter to it, where I was winding them on with the tighter drag. And when I hooked these 170s, I was getting them in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I was just bumping my drag up. You know, it was, it was making a break. It ain't breaking 300. So you were either pulling off or they were on the boat.
2: Well, that's the thing. That's the biggest thing. Once you've got that confidence, because it takes the, a and, the, and there's an element of, of you have to know – what to do once you've got him out. There's a technique to getting that fish up and, and making him work instead of you work, especially with the rail. But but that once you start figuring, you know what, I'm not going to give him any. <laughs> I'm going to get back as much as I can as quick as I can. Uh, it makes things a lot better, actually. If you want to sit there and nurse them, it takes you forever. Now,
1: uh, yeah,
4: can- I mean, I'm buck 60, But I pull hard. So for me, you know, my drag's tight. And, you know, when I have to walk down the rail, I have to back that thing off to just be able to move and wind while I'm moving. But I I was fishing them, like, as soon as I would come tight to them, I was just right down to the rail in the corner and just leaning on them. And a couple of them, I turned them right away. I had a kamikaze, too. You know, it was probably a 130 that just came right to the boat on the surface and had it to the boat in 30 seconds. We, We had, like, four of those. Um. But I was, I mean, it's nighttime. You can lean on them. I, I don't like to get into those two and a half, three-hour battles. I mean, uh, I mean, I can you know. do it with pace, but I just, I, I will lean on them as tight as I can. And just technique and pace, it's, you can't get so crazy out of the gate. You just got to take a deep breath and pace yourself. And it's Sometimes torn. I think they do like it. On
2: the rail. I, I think sometimes at night they come in a little easier. Uh, in the daytime they can be, I don't know, pretty squirrely. But you can – fished with Kevin before. We go way back. I and mean, he likes to pull <laughs> on him, know. which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, and, and watching him fish is really fun, by the way. But when you get out there and he just has – you know, Kevin's one of those guys that he just can't help himself. He's got to be at the rail and got to catch fish which is a really good thing. But, you know, you, you made a, a really relevant point about guys that, you know, when you get on these big fish, you heard him say, as I went down the rail and I had to move, you have to back off your drag to go over the top of somebody. You can't just lift up those big dogs with that much weight on a lot of times. You back your drag off, you move around, you keep turning the handle, so you keep your pressure on your fish, and then when you get to a spot where you can then put the reel back down or hammer the drag again and turn the handle and get him back up, then, then you go again. But that's an important part.
4: Well, I think with the PL, I found, and you know this as well, Stan, is your line's got to be tight. Yep, mean, you, you got to keep turning the handle. Slack, you give him any slack, once that, that hook is fully set and that big hole is born in his jaw, that jig falls right out. So for me, it's just keeping it tight, keeping it tight. I'm always... And, and, and that's with a tight drag, but if you got to move, you got to, I mean, that one fish had me around the boat four times, and if you got to back off the drag and move, you got to move. And I'm not a harness guy. I like the rail. I like to be able to move around on the rail. I think as long as you're keeping it tight and staying on him and then once you get him circling, you bump that thing up, man. You, you kill him when he's circling straight up and down. When he's digging, you're bumping that drag up. You're bumping it. When I'm fishing 300, I'm just leaning on him. Kevin, you know, you Talk were
1: telling everybody. us <laughs> you were telling us you were on uh, a 16-day trip on the Excel. Long time to be on a vessel. Tell us a little bit about the Excel and the amenities and uh, how it is to, to get through a trip like that.
4: Oh man, the Excel's awesome. The crew is really cool. I like Mike. I mean, I mean, Justin's cool. Big Al everybody's all about fishing and being cool. Like, what do you need? How do you want to get rigged up? What do you want to fish? You want to fish the skipjack? You want to fish the PL? You you want a fly line? I mean, it's an awesome boat. It rides well. Um, And the guys fish hard. I mean, when the crew was up with us at night, they were fishing. And it wasn't like they were laid back fishing. They wanted to get them. And when they were getting them, we were high-fiving. I mean, they were getting 160s, 150s. The crew guys, the cook came out. And got a 150 I mean it, it was pretty cool it was just a neat thing to have maybe four or five of us all night long out on the rail and all the fishing hard it was it was pretty neat
1: and when all was said and done how many fish did you bring into the dock
4: uh, I mean I had I had 16 on my tag I mean I don't, I don't know how many good ones I had I had I quite you know I had a two or three I had a one 185 I had three 170 something I mean it got to the point where I mean, you're not weighing them all. You're just kind of like, I mean, I, I asked Mike, I said, what is that? And Mike's like, I don't know, Trevor, what do you think? I mean, 70? Yeah. I mean, it looks like a 170. Cool. I mean, it wasn't.
1: And Just to answer the question,
4: <laughs> I you had
1: what does laugh. <laughs> a guy that's 160 pounds built like a piece of barbed wire do with all those fish?
4: Uh, It's more for me, it's it's technique. You know, I've I've run marathons and then triathlons, so for me it's just the pace and and just maintaining the pressure and and not get too deep into it where you you go so hard where you you spend yourself. You just have to initially pace yourself because it gets so squirrely out of the gate. The whole fight for me is when they're on the surface, they're squirrely. So I let them run around. When they go straight up and down and start circling, that's when I go to work. I lean on them, I get into my technique, and I get into my pace. Guys were like, dude, you're not even sweating. I go, well, it's just, it's just pace, you know.
10: <laughs> it's it's
4: well, the pace
2: and watching that rod tip and letting the yeah. rod tip, let the rod do the work. You know, you load the rod up, every time that thing comes up an inch, you take up an inch. So you keep that rod loaded into the fish, and there's a lot of technique to it that you're not having to do the work. Your equipment that you've got does all the work for you if you understand how to make it work.
4: Yeah, yeah, and, and that in and the rail, going and fishing the rail, you know. Yep. You got you got to keep them up on the surface, but when they go straight up and down, it's going straight to the rail. All
1: right. Well, Kevin Matson, man, what an exciting trip you were on in the Excel, and we appreciate you pinching it the last minute, Uh, calling us from the parking lot. At Lake Dixon, that's great. And poor Tex, he's out there doing who knows what. I hope you guys (laughs) get a chance.
4: Like, what's going on here? It's (laughs) a lot. Hey,
1: I hope you get a chance to get in the water with them, show them some of our fishing here in Southern California. And I can't thank you enough for spending some time to be with us, especially at the last minute like this.
4: I I appreciate you guys having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: All right,
2: I got to tell you, everybody. Kevin is one of the better guys in the industry he's one he's a big bass fisherman he's a swim bait guy and he's very talented in the freshwater and and it was a pleasure watching you on on the Facebook and the things you were posting there while you were out on the XL but he was fun to watch and I I was right there with you <laughs> going Gatta boy, get him so if you're not- <laughs> he, does, he does a great job representing both all of his sponsors Okuma and Pelagic and the group but uh, and being a friend that's it, you know he's a longtime friend so I really I really enjoy watching and Thanks for being on the show,
4: buddy. Uh, man, I appreciate you, Stan. I mean, I want to get out and fish with you again. We had some good times in some of those fish. Let's go, let's go fishing again, Stan. Done.
1: Let's do <laughs> it again. <laughs> to hey. me,
11: that's, that's what it is. The bottom line is the fishing. I mean, I love really? fish.
1: Kevin, we've got you written down to go down to Kabul with us and fish the uh, next uh, one. Ba- uh, Western Outdoor News Tuna trip. Are you ready for that?
4: Uh, whatever you guys want to do, I'm down to fish. I'm, <laughs> I'm to that's
1: all I want to do. Uh, that's Kevin Matson. If uh, you want to find out more about Kevin, just go right to Facebook. Go to Kevin Matson's Facebook page, and you'll see the results of some of the uh, techniques we were talking about tonight. Hey, we got to take a break right now, but coming up next, we're going to have the Executive Director of the CCA of California, Mr. Wayne Cotto, with us. Stay tuned. Still lots more Rod and Reel Radio to come.
12: Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. Anglers are
5: Tuna hooks, ring the hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now.
6: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
6: This portion of Rod
1: and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rocklease Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rocklease at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to our Rod and Reel Radio. Hey, our next guest is no stranger on pulling on big fish himself. He's done a lot of that. He's been a boat owner. He's been a fisherman here in Southern California. I got to say, probably all of his life, he's now the executive director for the CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association of California. Mr. Wayne Coto Wayne, welcome to the show, sir.
11: Hey guys, how you guys all doing? Boy, wasn't that a great interview? I'm <laughs> excited. I want to go on a long-range trip now.
1: Come with us. You know, Wayne, we were supposed to have uh, Joey Heldgren on for that first segment, and Kevin was kind enough to, to uh, a pinch it for him, but. Uh, 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 Joey was telling me that the uh, uh, the Oceanside 95 was one of the few boats that was out over on the banks over the weekend. Sloppy weather, but they still came back with seven bluefin tuna. So they're still out there.
11: They are still out there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very sloppy out there. I saw a bunch of reports like that, but they're out there, people, and they're fishing at night, just like what they're doing down at Hurricane.
1: Wow, that is great. Hey, hey, well, Wayne, you know. Uh, you and I were talking during the week. Thanks a lot for coming over to the Angler Swap Meet too. Appreciate that. I don't. I thought you showed a lot of restraint from not going out and buying uh, some of the gear that was there. There was some great big fish tackle that was sold over here at a, a fraction of the price, and uh, and I know you were eyeballing some of it. But we were talking about some of the issues that uh, are facing the uh, the fishermen here in the California waters, and one of them was. What's happening with this bluefin tuna report with NOAA and everything like that? Can you give us some clarity on it?
11: Yeah, so what happened back in June of uh, June of this year, uh, Centers for Biological Diversity filed a petition with NOAA and the National Fisheries uh, Manager uh, Marine Services, and uh, they're trying to put bluefin on the Endangered Species Act. Um, so... They have to take it seriously, NOAA, and what they do is they go into a 90-day cycle from there. In that 90-day cycle, they have to look at uh, what was presented to them. Um, and they have to look at it from a few, a few standpoints to meet the requirements of an ESA listing. They have to make sure that the species showed your destruction, uh, modification, uh, something that has to do with their habitat or range, uh, over overutilization, like uh, commercial recreation, uh, educational purposes, maybe there's been disease or predication, predi- uh, predication. there's uh, inadequacy for regulatory mechanisms to keep the stock in, in check, or other natural or man-made effects that could continue the existence of that species. So NOAA did their review and after 90 days came back that there was enough evidence under that review to warrant a one-year review cycle. Now, that one-year re- one review cycle starts from the original date of, of June 20th. So NOAA now has until June of 2017 to come back with a finding um, or, or a proposed rule that would be issued under it. Now, after that, we could also go back into another public comment. Right now, we're under public comment, um, and it's good until close of business Monday. So Keep America Fishing, um, American Sporting, uh, Sport Fishing Association, and CCA Cal have all put out uh, things to our members to make sure they're writing in because it's important. What happened in the original uh, comment period, there were 29 written comments, only two emails got sent back. There were 431 individuals submitted electronic comments. Um, and then CBT, the, the, those guys sent in electronic comments, 28,826 identical forms were sent in, okay? So, but then, you know, you look there and you go, well, the sport fishing angling, you know, the CPFV uh, fleet, our sport fishing fleet, uh, individual comments, there were like about 323 of those rationales opposing the prohibition uh, of fishing for uh, Pacific bluefin. Uh, and then there were, like, another 253 individually submitted comments, you know, and that just keeps going. But if you look at that, 28,800 of the environmental side, and you see very few on our side. So we're, we're, we're stepping up right now. We have to support our side. Um, now, parts of what we need to make sure they're going to be doing this, it's a scientific review of the stock assessment. You know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of feeling out there about things that are going on. We've seen the fish on our coast. There's a lot of uh, controversy as to whether that is because the the spawning stock is moving this way. Is there a nursery on this side? Uh, I would say that there's also the there's a school of thought that says you're taking things out of context because this, the last two years Mexico actually closed off. Uh, their seine operation because they were hitting their quotas. So that offered uh, in July, if they were cutting off the seine, then you saw those fish come up the coast and you started to see us catch more fish up in the California waters. Um, the reason the fish could be here in, in size is because more fish were following the current because of the El Nino cycle with the bait showing up. So there's all these factors that are being evaluated right now, the question of scientific proof. Is the stock really at extinction levels, or is there other factors going on? And can the stock recover on its own without any help? Uh, What people don't realize is that if you're looking at it from a standpoint of of it taking care of itself, Mother Nature taking care of itself, bluefin tuna can lay millions upon millions of eggs from a mature fish. So if we can protect a nursery that are in Japan and cut those people off from, from you know, fanning up all those, those fish, that stock could really rebound quickly uh, without any other interaction. But there's got to be all of this stuff that's not just done on the California side or, or the U.S. side. It's got to be done in the international waters. And that's that's the problem that we're seeing is here they are, they're coming after a group that's less than, you know, one or two percent of the total take in the world and yet they're they're gonna really just cut us off completely. And yep. but that's not gonna have a total effect in the scheme of things when it comes to a stock assessment. So no, I mean, they really need to go after and point their efforts towards the international the Inter American uh, tropical tuna commission or the Western Pacific, Tuna Commission, and those areas, because that's the, that's the international bodies that really have the say as to how, this all, uh, how, how the uh, resources are going to be saved.
1: Now, Wayne, you so. say there is somewhere that we can go to before Monday and we can fill out a questionnaire and it can be sent electronically for us. Uh, again, give us those locations, because this is really pretty important. Uh, go up to our Facebook page because we put up a post and it has the link to uh, to the
11: actual um, form, the letter that can go right to NOAA. So you can go to uh, CCA of Cal or Coastal Conservation Association of California on Facebook and go down about four or five posts, and there's a bluefin. You'll see the big bluefin picture. Follow the link there, and it'll take you right to the forms.
1: Now, quickly too, uh, there was an issue with lobster poaching that you wanted to talk about. Well, what's happening there?
11: Yeah, this week we were up at uh, we are at the Fish and Game Commission, and there's been a, a an issue of lobster poaching. We all understand that the law enforcement has a job to do. It's a tough job, but what happens is this. They go through and they're doing their job. And I'm not talking about somebody who arbitrarily gets caught with a short because they mismeasured or whatever. We're talking about people that have egregious uh, uh, limits. Like there's one guy with a private boat that had 63 undersized lobsters. There was a commercial guy over in Clemente that caught with 110. There's these certain people that are repeat offenders, and they're getting caught with a huge number of lobsters, short lobsters. But the problem has been that when the, when they're going to court, the DA, the judges are taking their uh, their fines and their penalties and pleading them down. So they're getting a slap on the wrist. But people don't understand the cost of those lobster right now is at an all time high. The one guy could have made almost $40,000 on his, or $4,000, I'm sorry, $40,000 on his load. But he gets a thousand dollar fine. He's not taking his commercial license is taken away. His boat's not being impounded. That's there's no deterrent. He's going to keep doing it. My you gosh. know there is a point system for uh, repeat offenders on the commercial side. So what we did is uh, recreational fishing CCA Cal, other fishermen and some commercial fishermen all joined together and went to the commission and said we have to do something about it. And if we can find out who that uh, supervisor and uh, manager at the uh, VA's office is, we're going to go talk to them, too, to see if we can go and give them a little guidance as to why they should not be pleading these down. We need to get them off the water. Here's the problem. Think about 110 undersized lobsters in one case, 63 in another, and deep going These guys are repeat offenders. We, as recreational fishermen, are limited to seven in possession. Catalina's off the chain right now, but if you go down here, we're probably averaging three a trip per person. If that, it's been really keepers. slow. Three think keepers. about how many boxers are getting taken off the market. They're hurting our resources overall. This is hurting everybody's, uh, uh, rec- either recreational or commercial take, for the future. So you we know, have to make sure that we protect our resources.
1: You know, here again, I like to think it's the uh, recreational lobster guys that are really adhering to the law and making sure that they're taking nothing but legal lobsters because we hear it all the time here in the shop and we heard it we heard it yesterday at the swap meet because there was a group of guys there that had nothing but lobster equipment to sell that you know right now at least in san diego bay you can go out and you can maybe catch uh, 40 50 60 lobsters in a trip but uh, only uh, three or four of them uh, if you're lucky are legal so uh, the recreational guys, I think, are doing a good job. You know, and, and Wayne, isn't it a matter of the, each DA and each municipality to be educated, not just in one? Because in this day, of we're getting shootings and robberies and all the kind of things that were going out there. Then all of a sudden, a guy goes, oh, well, he, uh, he took some fish that were undersized. That's no big thing. Is it kind of being discounted like that?
11: Yes. It's being discounted like that. It's not a high-profile case. They don't know any different. They don't plea a lot of fishing uh, cases in some in some areas. Um, it's not a priority to them. Nobody's going to get ahead from those cases, you know. Think about an ADA. They're working their way up the uh, management chain, so it's got to come down from the top on on as a priority that they need to make an example of it and and push it harder. Um, but nobody's gonna, you know, get famous off a lobster case. But I think we could do our part of it too. You know, if we can find out who these guys are, we can actually get some of these cases prosecuted, get a few harder penalties up. I think we got to advertise it. I think we need to make sure that the DA gets rewarded for the for the effort, and, and people are knowing that you can't get away with this stuff, and it, and we're gonna go after them, or that they're gonna go after them. That's, that's the, you know, wardens at CDFW, and it's gonna be the DAs.
1: All right, Wayne, if we want to find out more of what's happening with the CCA of California, Coastal Conservation Association, where can we go to get that information? And better yet, how can we join?
11: If you want to join and you want more information, go to our website at ccacalifornia.org and uh, like us on Facebook at CCA of Cal or CCA of California, uh, uh, Coastal Conservation Association of California.
1: All Local right. work. Wayne, thanks a lot for updating us on what's happening with the CCA and some of the issues. We're gonna stay in contact with you and please stay in contact with us as issues arrive and things come up because this is all information we need to know. Thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Thank you guys. All thanks, right. Wayne. Hey, Wayne. hey Stan Stan Wendy and I we're gonna take a break right now, but coming up at the top of the hour, we're gonna get a Cabo San Lucas report. But none other than Cabo Greg Oresti from Land's End Charters, stay tuned. There's still a lot more information and a lot more fun to be had. But we got a break right now for these messages.
0: knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main in El Cajon. Or online, anytime, anywhere, at
1: ElCajonFord.com. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience go to landsendcharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call cobble greg or jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing
6: if the fish are biting i'm on my boat rain or shine of course i wear my life jacket it's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways
7: Adventures. Call today HDM 90 619 222 1144 or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. HM Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi day fishing since 1935. That's HM Landing at 619 222 1144 or hmlanding.com.
8: Quantum Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all new for 2016 Icon PT to the tour mag- to the brand new redesigned smoke reel. We've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum. We are performance tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355.
4: Rod and Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and
13: listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenrealradiocom
4: slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening
13: now.
10: Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Well,
1: welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio, everyone. Stan Whitty and I, we are happy to have you with us. And, uh, hey, we are happy to have our next guest. You heard the advertising for Lens End Charters, the company to go with if you're looking for a charter boat when you get down to Cabo San Lucas. And here's the guy you'll probably be talking to you to help you make your choice, Cabo Greg from Lands End Charters. Cabo, how you doing? I'm good, guys.
2: How are you? Everything good? i well, Greg. Good
1: to hear you. Oh, man. You know, Cabo, right Greg, we, we just had a, a report from one of the fishermen that went on a 16-day trip uh, uh, down to your part of the world and pulling on big tuna, but you have had an epic season down there in Cabo San Lucas with the fish that were caught during the Bisbee, and then afterwards, uh, the fish that were caught in the Western Outdoor News Tuna Challenge. Man, what a great season.
10: You know, it really was. It was an amazing season, and, uh, you know, uh, seeing this year after year. I mean, the Western Outdoor News tuna Jackpot Tournament, I've never seen a bigger. I fished it myself. I was out there, uh, you know, getting after it, and uh, I think it was 174 teams on the water. It was just amazing. It was one of the best times I've ever had. Um, Lots of people in town and lots of big fish. I mean, it it really was uh, an epic, epic season this year.
1: You know, we uh, just had Kevin Matson with us. He spent 16 days on the Excel, which is a, a trip on itself. But yeah. one of the things we want to talk about is, hey, if you don't feel like spending 16 days on one of the beautiful sports fishers that leave San Diego County, you can fly on down to Cabo San Lucas, and you can almost immediately be with big, uh, you know, get into big fish, especially if you go out with someone like uh, Lands End Charter.
10: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I uh, had a, a friend in town uh, um, this last week, and I think he got a round-trip ticket out of uh, San Diego for 200 bucks. <laughs> so, you know, when you look at it that way, he came down for the weekend, fished a few days with us, and, and headed home and, did uh, you know, had a great time and saved a ton of money, you know. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want big fish and you want uh, some good action, I mean, you know, if you live in Southern California, I think there's direct flights now from Los Angeles with the Southwest Airlines that they just announced, and, uh so we're seeing a lot of people coming in for weekend trips, staying a couple days, and uh, getting on the on the water and uh, looking after that big tuna and uh, flying home. And uh, you know, I don't think there's anything better. <laughs> you know, you save ten grand. You know, well, what else would be better than that? <laughs> even out
1: of Sandy, uh, even out of San Diego, here you can go over to Tijuana, get a board of uh, Valeris or Mexico and right now they Absolutely. have round trips under two hundred dollars. And what's really nice is. You know, Valeris is kind of like uh, the real discount airlines. or like the Virgin Airlines of, of Mexico. Uh, as long as you bring right. yourself and a handkerchief, you pay that price. But you bring anything else with you, <laughs> you know, overhead, suitcase, yeah. fishing rods, or anything like that, everything goes up exponentially. But that's really one of the things that's nice about Land's End Charters. You are a turnkey operation, and tell us about that.
10: Yeah, sure. You know, many years ago, we'd see people come in there with the big, uh, you know, the big tubes full of rods and uh, all their gear and all their equipment. And, and what we found over the years, my family's been doing this for many, many, many years, is, uh, you know, it's important to have good gear, right? So what we did was we invested in, you know, some of the best tackles, some of the best rods, reels um, that, that, that we could find every year. I, I head up to uh, Southern California and go to the Fred Hall show and uh, and a few of the others in Southern California to pick up some gear. And, and so, uh, when people come to fish with us, what I want them to know is that we're fishing good tackle, right? Where, you know, we're not running, you know, 10-year-old line and, you know, um, uh, reel that 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 are busted. I mean, everything that we do, uh, we take care of, and we want them to have that experience, right? Using the good gear, using the uh, proper equipment is important, and so they can come down here and not have to worry about that. It's all on the boat. And uh, come down, uh, pick up the fish, and, and go home and uh, not have to worry about spending all the money getting their stuff down here. So you know, you I know, can attest like to that because I've used motto, Greg
2: and we have this. Yeah, I've used Greg several times when I've gone down to Cabo here to, to go play. If I'm going to go fishing, he's the guy I actually call most of the time because I know I uh, I climb on board and he's got new avet reels on on seeker rods on on uh, the boat. What I was on, that's and right. so I didn't have to guess about oh should should I have brought my own gear. Um, that saves right. you right off the bat. Forget bringing the bazooka down because it's a hundred bucks to get the bazooka down there. Another hundred bucks to get the doggone right. thing back nowadays. So don't do that. Right. Save the two hundred bucks, and you, that's a day efficient, or at least a half a day, depending on what boat you're on. Uh, you get a couple of guys, and yeah, uh, and and that's six hundred dollars worth of bazookas right there.
10: Absolutely. And you know, one of the things about uh, you know our business now it's all online, and if you go to our website. Every every boat has a listing of what kind of gear it runs, whether it's Abbott or, or uh, you know, Seeker rods or or something else Shimano or uh, Penn International. There, it's listed on the website. You can see exactly what that boat has, and what it's list what is listed there is exactly what's on the boat. So, you know, you don't have to guess about what kind of tackle you'll be using or what kind of gear it's, it's listed on the website, which you know takes the worry out of it. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but a uh, couple Greg. You know, let's say. Uh and Ron Real Radio was interested in talking to you about maybe bringing a team down there uh, to Cabo and uh, entering next year's uh, Western Outdoor News Tournament, but they had some big fish down there. Are, uh, are you really uh, uh, ready to handle fish like that if we come on down there and say, come on, Greg, let's go out and get them?
10: Absolutely. You know, what was great about this year's tournament, right, we had a fifth and a sixth overall finish in our fleet, right? We had the the 34 foot Ninja and the 30 foot Viviana, both are top 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 ten finishes, fifth and six 202 pounds and 214 pounds. And you know you have to know what you're doing. First of all, second of all, you have to have the right gear, right? So yes, you know yes. if you have uh, if you have uh, the wrong line, if it's uh, you don't have the right leader on, if you're running you know the the wrong uh, the wrong hook, you know it it, it, it all plays into a big fish. Losing a big fish in a tournament like that hurts. Trust me, it's happened, right? So. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're prepared. We have all the gear. When these tournaments come, I send out for, you know, the 200, 400-pound uh, four-carbon leader. I, I I buy all the braid. You know, we, we're ready for these tournaments. When we put somebody on a boat for a tournament, we know that they expect to have the best stuff, and that's what we do. And uh, and, and that's true every day. Every day we run the best gear we can, uh, best best line, best equipment, best braid, you know, best backing, everything. Um, it's important because uh, nothing worse than losing a big fish in a big tournament and, uh, and so uh, we are proud of our finish this year. We didn't finish in the money, but, um, you know, out of 174 boats, to have a fifth and a sixth is uh, it's pretty cool. It's, that's it,
2: pretty,
1: was, was that's, r- that's and, right uh, we there. Guys. Yeah. Now, you know, Stan, yeah, you've had a chance to go out with Greg at the Lands and Charter, and we, we know that you are known for your Epicurean experiences. Uh, did uh, Greg wind <laughs> up feeding you peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when you were out there, or what? <laughs>
2: No, you know the cool part about it. I mean, it's easy to find if you're if you know Cabo San Lucas just a little bit. You know where Solomon's Landing is. It's right in the corner of the marina there, and and uh, Hiram uh, he's the guy that you meet in the morning, and and he comes down there. Everybody speaks perfect English. She and Greg and and Tony's Captain Tony's is right kitty corner, and that's where they get your your sandwiches and all the. Uh, yeah, whatever the accoutrements for your trip are right there. So you don't have to wonder, I wonder who made this, or is it going to be okay to eat, am I going to get sick? You don't have to worry about that. He's got water, he had beer. He would, You talk to him ahead of time. We do every year. If I'm going down there and I'm going to go out on the boat, I just get a hold of him and say, you know, throw uh, what kind of beer we want on, and, uh, or if you want sodas, what kind of sodas you want, and, and waters, and you can pick your kind of sandwich. Once you talk with him, you'll find out, you know, hey, these, this is no just, Easy. It's not just in everybody else's uh, charter. He does a really great job of taking care of the guys that go out there, and you get what you're paying for, and you don't have to worry about
10: it. That's awesome, and 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 that's that's great to hear because, and I'll give the credit to Jenny because she's the one in charge of making sure that uh, the right beers on the boat and the right food, and and we've uh, we've struggled over the years to make sure we have the right people, and uh, we, we have it dialed in. And when you get on the boat, everything's on there from your license to your food to your beer. And, uh, and I think one of, the, one of the testaments of that is if you uh, look online and a lot of people look at TripAdvisor when they come down and all the sweeps are listed there. We, we went from number 50 to number 8 in, uh, in six months on TripAdvisor. Um, thanks to our friends who take uh, the time to leave a review there. But you can read them and, and learn about us. But we're very proud of, uh, of making sure that when people come, they have a stress-free uh, experience and what they what they expect is what they get, and you know, no hidden costs and no nonsense, and uh, just get out and fish. And we'll, we'll take care of all the details. Jenny's very really good about that, and, and uh, you know, the fish are out there. That's that's what I focus on is uh, what do, how do we get these fish in the boat. And she makes sure your beer is cold and your and your sandwiches are good, <laughs> so it, well, it all works out.
2: Well, I gotta give him a little bit more credit even than that. You know, I had guys that called up, and I'd say, "Here, get a hold of uh, Greg." in the gang it lands in charter and, and let them know what you're thinking, what you'd like to do, whatever else. One guy called him back, he goes, You know, I'm not used to having a guy tell me don't go. He goes, the, the he, they just <laughs> said, Well, you know, it was the situation was such that the fish are, are not biting and it, the weather changed and it was a mess outside and he, you know, wait till Tuesday he said instead of going on whatever date it was but, and he goes and we followed what he wanted to do and, and he was right on the spot. Another guy had sent down to him, he wanted to go to you know, with his group, hey, can I get, you know, what do I do about something to eat? And I go, tell him what you'd like. And the guy goes, well, you know, can I get, like, coffee and sweet rolls in the morning and whatever I want for lunch? I go, yeah, just tell him. Well, I got a call back when he got back, and he goes, that's just great. He goes, I did exactly what you told me. He goes, they had the coffee and the sweet rolls and whatever it is. I have no idea what you got him, Greg, but he was a happy man. They got some fish. They had a great day with the family <laughs> thing. And and uh, I know they're going sure. back, and they're going to do it again with you. So, you know, from the people that I've sent down there along, I, I if I'm going to go down there, I just give Greg a call and go, hey, I want to just go inshore fishing and play around with the, the uh Snapper or whatever. I want to throw a bait on the rocks and see if I can pull one of those big dudes off of there and not get broke off. And if I lose eight of them and don't catch one, I've had a really good day and I really don't care. But but he kind of caters and he knows the captains, he knows the crew, the crews, the boats, and it really makes it uh, an enjoyable time to go. You don't have to second guess am I making the right decision from some guy on the street that hey, have I got a boat for you. <laughs> this isn't that. He does a <laughs> great job.
10: You know, Captain Greg, you know, what's that? Go on, Captain Greg. No, what I was going to say was every morning, and this is very important to me because I'm a fisherman too, and I've fished all my life from from all over the place, and I've taken a lot of charters where we show up in the morning, we get on the boat, we go, especially in different countries where you don't speak language, there's language issues. So what we do every morning when people check in um, is we give them a little little, uh, piece of paper that has a bunch of fish on there, right, from rooster fish to marlin, and they tell us what they're looking for. So before we leave, my captain, my guys know exactly what that person is looking for, and we can say, hey, I want, you know, an um, elephant tuna, and we tell them, hey, look, well, it's just not going to be possible because of the conditions or whatever the case might be, and not lead people on, right? And so um, when people get on the boat in the morning, they tell us what they want. We know where, where to go. We have numbers uh, every single day. We have boats in the water every single day. And so it makes for a much easier transition from, you know, land to water, knowing that, hey, my crew is on the right, right uh Going kind to of put out the right spread, going kind to of have the right bait, you know, all that good stuff, and and so uh, that that's really important to me. Being a fisherman, I know I don't want to just be going on a boat and taking out there and, and hope for the best. I want to know that you know there's a plan, and so we do that every single morning, and, it's, and it works great, and, and uh, puts everybody on the same page, and uh, and uh, and we know that uh, what, what we're going to be doing that day, which is good,
1: and that really works out great, Captain Greg, because you know there's a lot of families go down there, young kids, yeah. uh in oh, yeah. uh, into families, and. Uh, they don't want to be or can't be fishing on, you know, 200, 300-pound marlin or whatever it is. They want to go out just Correct. like just like the kids here when they go out fishing in San Diego Bay. They don't care what they catch. They want to be pulling on something, and you want to take <laughs> them out there and, and do that.
10: That's really important. You know, a lot of guys here, and I have to struggle with my calendar, I'll be honest with you, they want to go after big fish, right? If they know that there's, you know, 200-pound yellowfin out there or, you know, 400 pound blues. They're, they're they're wanting to run. And what I tell them is, a lot of people, you know, they just want to catch fish, right? And uh, and so we ask them. We ask them to make sure that hey, we're on the same page. Do you want a big, you know, blue marlin, or do you want, just want to just put you know fish on the deck? And and that's how we how how we do it because we forget that some people just want the experience of bending a lot, especially with children, with younger uh, younger anglers. It's important, you know, that they that they have fun and not just sit there for six hours waiting for that big one to hit. You know, so. Um, you're absolutely right. It's important, and uh, and uh, everybody's a little bit different. Some people want that big fish; others just want to have some fun. And and uh, we're we're here to make sure that they get what they what the, what they expect, and and uh, and we do our very best to make sure that we're all on the same page.
1: Hey, it, we're it makes with, a
10: much easier day for everybody.
1: We're talking with Cabo Greg uh, from Lands End Charters out of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Uh, Cabo Greg, can you stay with us just a little bit longer? We got to take a break right now.
10: Absolutely, Yep, love to.
1: All right. Hey, you're listening to Rod and Reel Radio on AM540 or at rodandreelradio.com. Stay tuned. There's still lots more Rod and Reel Radio to come after these messages.
12: Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. God.
6: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
8: Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com.
6: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Hey, Stan, Wendy, and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Rail Radio before we get back to our uh, current guest. Just had a uh, question from uh, Roger at San Bernardino, and he goes, Hey, what's happened to the Southern California inshore report with Captain James Nelson? Well, hey, we just want to let you know that uh, Captain James' boat was involved in a fire that was at... Uh, Uh, one of the uh, operations where he was having his boat serviced, and the boat was uh, totaled. Captain James is uh, not allowed by the California Department of Fish and Wildlife to go on a boat that isn't certified, so he's kind of been high and dry here for the past couple of weeks, but he's taken care of that project thanks to our good friend Stan Vandenberg over here, and he's going to (laughs) be back in the water soon. If you want to book a trip with Captain James, uh, check him on out to see what his availability is at 619-395-0799. Because if you want a fun time fishing Southern California inshore waters here, any of our lakes, or even offshore in the kelp, Captain James is the guy to call. That's 619-395-0799. And Stan, thank you very much, too, for happening. Ha- uh, helping Captain James out of that dilemma. Hey. Well,
2: that's easy, you know. From my side, uh, it, it's somewhere along the way, it, it's kind of my job. He's my client too, and I've been able to at least work with him to uh, to go through what he needed to do to hopefully get this done. and And maybe we can get this done this week, um, since I'm not the guy that's writing the check there in the claims office or it's been done already. Um, mm-hmm. With my with my people, it would have done been a shorter route all the way but we've been able to work together and um, hopefully he can get this thing nailed down. I know he's had a lot of help from other people in the industry that are friends. Tommy Gomes, God bless you. I know he, he gave uh, him a boat for the day to use when he needed some clients to to take out You know, because this is his living and it is Christmas coming up and and for the last 30 days he's been down for the count. So hopefully we can get this thing nailed down. That's been uh, a chore for him but we'll get through it hopefully this
1: week. All right, that's Captain James Nelson the Fish Icon at 619-395-0799. Now, I hope we still have Cabo Greg with us from Lands and Charters. Cabo Greg, are you still with us? 104 here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you, sir. Hey, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you know, there's a lot of people that go down to Cabo San Lucas and they take advantage of the hospitality of the fine folks down there when it comes to eating, dining, tourism, all the neat things that you can do. Some of the guys go down there and go, hey, I fish out of uh, uh, Southern California. I don't need to get a boat here. But after about three or four days, they go, you know what? I think I can just kind of slip away for a little while and and go on a fishing trip. And we know that you're the guy to call on that. But but tell us, is there a, a real season for coming on down to Cabo? And fish, or does it depend on the species of fish that you want to go after?
10: Well, you know, it's a great question. I think uh, I think it's a little both, right? I mean, fishing here is good, you know, all year long, right? Um, outside of September, you know, where we get into weather issues, there's always fish here. Uh, this fishery has both the Sea of Cortez and the Pacific, which gives us a lot of room to work. And so, uh, so fishing is always good. Our prime time, we're getting into prime. Marlin season right now between now and I would say uh, mid-February, but we see a lot of striped marlin uh, running along the coast, um, and uh, and so so that's the one season. And then uh, later in the year, October, November, uh, December, we get the big yellowfin and the big black and blues, right, which people come down for. As you know, the the, big, the black and blues in October, um, and then uh, the tuna jackpot, the Western Outdoor News tuna jackpots in early November. And so uh, you know those two; those are the two big seasons for for, uh, you know, experienced anglers, but we have people here every day, all year long, fishing, and uh, there's always something to catch, right? Um, One of the things I wanted to point out, if I have just a second, um, and and I'm going to announce it here on your radio program, is that we uh, just this week finished uh, uh, our our new website called Lanzan Charter San Jose, and we're going to be offering charters out of the uh, San Jose Marina out of La Playita, Puerto Los Cabos. Um, Lots of our guests want to fish the Gordo banks, uh, the Iman Banks, uh, Los is up up into some water where you're looking at really, really big fish, uh, waters that aren't as uh, heavily uh, uh, traveled uh, as the waters here in Cabo. And so we're happy to put together a nice fleet of boats. I've been working with lots of captains that I've met over the years to put together a nice fleet um, to take people out to to those areas. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Gordo Banks is, as you know, one of the most productive fisheries anywhere for Yellowstone and for Big Marlin. And so uh, I'm really excited, and uh, and hope you guys will check out landsandchartersanJose.com uh, and uh, take a look at the fleet there. And if you're planning to come down and staying in San Jose, um, it's extremely convenient there at La Playita, Puerto Los Cabos, and uh, and happy to have you guys come down and fish with us there. Uh, it's it's another whole whole experience out of uh, San Jose del Cabo.
2: Well, you know, so a late. lot of people don't know that you when you land mm-hmm. in the airport in for Cabo San Lucas, you land at San Jose del Cabo. That's the, the city of San that's Jose. Right. And Del Cabo is just in Cabo San Lucas, or the Cabo area there. And then San Lucas is another correct. another city. Um, it's about a 40-minute drive from the airport to Cabo San Lucas. But you are right there, that's and there's another marina right within 15 minutes of getting off the airplane, basically. And that's, that's San Jose. Um, the other part is I right. was going to ask you about... Uh, we had talked a little bit about the possibility of having a – you've got a 90-footer that we were yakking about and maybe being able to fish the head of Islands down there.
10: Yes. Um, you know, and I just had – I just saw uh, Mike from the from the uh, boat uh, um, yesterday, Captain Ross. These guys are ready to rock and roll. I mean, we we, uh, we want to go up to MAG Bay, out to see Joe's, you know um, – up out uh, in uh, in um, Socorro, you know, all those waters where... Benedicto, Socorro. You know, Absolutely. So we, we have the the 90-footer there ready to rock and roll. I mean, this thing is just a killer rig. I mean, it's a luxury rig. I mean, there's there's flat screens on this thing. I mean, it's got all the way electronics. It's got an onboard uh, vacuum sealer. I mean, the thing's got everything you need. Uh, it's world-class, and, and the, the crew's world-class. The crew used to be on the salsa. That's one of the business... Uh, a couple times, um, and so uh, uh, we're ready to get after it. It's just a matter of uh, putting together the logistics, of time of year, and uh, you know, finding six or eight guys that really want to go out there and have a, a killer experience in the waters that uh, very few get to. Right, even on these big long-range boats, um, you know, we'll have the big boat, we'll have a chase boat um, to get into some uh, shallower water. So, you know, we're putting that all together. I had a meeting yesterday. And uh, and hopefully by uh, you know the end of this this month, we're, our, our goal is January to put together you know actual dates where we're going to open up uh, packs, that open up seats for, for for folks to jump on that. It's going to be awesome. That's pretty outstanding, right there. Can't wait. Yeah, mm. sign yeah. us up yeah. for
1: that, uh, Cobble so, Greg. Uh, we're ready to go. What's that? Sign us up. We're yeah, ready to go, too. man.
10: <laughs> me, hey, uh, me too, man. I, I, I you know, very, I think I said this before on your radio. I very few things get my, pump, my blood flowing, <laughs> like, uh, you know, trip out to Socorro or, you know, Roca, Partida, or Socorro, or ben- oh. Benedicto. I mean, those are
2: islands you haven't been able to go and play with the sport boats, but you can do that with the right permits nowadays. Um, and, uh, and I know that you, that boat had been down there once, and you got my attention immediately when you said yeah. that. And I had several other guys were <laughs> going, all right, we're ready to go. So as soon as they flip the switch, I think you'll have hot and cold times. running guys.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I've, I've been out
10: there a couple times. It's just world-class. I mean, honestly... There's very smooth spots like this that, uh, that that are just untouched, you know. It's just full of life, and and uh, it's amazing. It really is, and and uh, you know, hopefully the next time I'm on your radio program, we'll be able to announce some dates where you know we'll, we'll be able to put people out, out there. But uh, it is killer, and this this boat is killer. 90 foot horizon. It's got a six foot custom uh, uh, fishing extension with everything uh, that you're going to want. Popping it. I mean, it's just it's just made for this type of a trip, and so. Um, it'll be luxury, you know, good food, good, good, good beer, good, you know, everything, and go out there and slay just monster fish. I mean, you know, that's, that's I, I can't wait, honestly. I just, I want to go tomorrow. Well, <laughs> My wife won't let me, but I want to
1: go tomorrow. Well, well, Greg, you know, uh, we've talked about uh, Lands End Charters, but what's great about Lands End Charters is you offer vessels with people on all types of budgets to go on. And, and tell us a little bit about right. the variety of vessels that you have.
10: So you know, we, we it's important for me, right? I, I, if you look around, and there's plenty of good fleets here, and, and people know the names, and, uh, and they've been here for a long time. They're all good friends of mine. And uh, and what we what our goal was was to make it affordable for people to have this experience. And and so I have boats uh, from 22 feet, you know, to, to the 90 footer, um, and everything in between, right? All sorts of budgets. But but you know, if you're out there, I have a 22 foot Super Panga center console that uh, you can charter for three guys for under 100 bucks each and go out there and uh, get on the sailfish, you know, um, we had some roosters, we have a lot of jacks right now, we have some sierra mackerel, uh, you know, we have some bottom fishing for grouper, snapper, um, so, you know, fun, fun times are inexpensive way to get out there and fish, and I know that you know this, <coughs> Stan, well, all of you know this, but Cabo's world class, we have to get deep quick, right, we don't have to travel 40, 50 miles, right, we, 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 have uh, minutes and we're in 800 feet, 1000 feet of water, so, you could get on a small boat and still get on big fish, get big pelates. You know, it, 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 it happens here every single day. So you don't need a big boat all the time. People ask me all the time, what size boat do I need to catch a marlin? Well, you need a boat that knows how to find them, and, and it doesn't really matter the size of the boat, right? Literally, uh, I have, have watched guys catch a
2: marlin <laughs> right outside the hole in the rock. I mean, as they turn the corner, uh, oh, I've yeah. seen... I've seen Marlin there. I've seen Yellowtail there. I've seen schools of the tuna there. Dorado. You see a little everything, but you're in. Like you said, as soon as you leave the harbor, you're in a thousand feet of water.
10: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, my biggest fish today is a blue, um, just under 400 pounds, and I was on a 22 foot Surapanga with nothing but you know uh, a an empty bottle of uh, a a big can of uh, empty fuel and, and and you know one rod and,
9: and that was it. And,
10: <laughs> and it, I mean, that thing pulled me around for, I don't know, two and a half hours right before, it got, before it wore out a little bit. But, you know, you don't need a, a fancy big boat, right? It, these guys know what they're doing. In fact, I say all the time, you know, the guys that are on these smaller boats, they have to work harder. They don't have all the electronics, and it's just experience. And so um, um, guys can get out here, 300 bucks, you know, under $300, get out on the water, spend five hours fishing, and, and when we say five hours, I mean, literally you're getting four and a half hours of fishing because we have such little travel time. So it's, it really it really is a cheap way to, to experience it. But, you know, if you want a nice luxury sports fish, sport fisher, we have those too. And, and uh, you know, big, big groups. We have a 43-foot uh, Hatteras that'll hold 10, and we have a 38-foot Bertram that'll hold 10. So if you have a big group, um, you know, we can do that as well. But, you know, our pricing, I think if you look around and, and we're known for – we move a lot of boats. I mean, our goal here is to move lots of boats every day, and so our pricing is lower than anybody here that I know of. Uh, besides the a you guys will rent you a few boats at uh, you know, sure uh, one rod <laughs> and one reel here at the arena. You know, you'll find them when you get We have a, a good, good cruise, good boats, and I think uh, affordable um, for some type of fishing that's being done here for sure.
1: Greg, I know you're not a travel agent, but a lot of people still have a lot of anxiety maybe of going down and visiting Cabo San Lucas Mm -hmm. or San Jose del Cabo because they've just not been down there. They don't know anybody. Uh, If they give you a call and let's say they want to arrange uh, a day or two of fishing, but maybe they want to go down for four or five days, can you give them some recommendations too of maybe places to stay and things to do that, that will help ease a little bit of that anxiety?
10: Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, there's everything here from, from uh, you know, five diamond luxury resorts to little mom-and-pop places where you can literally, you know, spend 40, 50 bucks a night and get a nice, clean, safe room. Friends of mine, you know, expats that, that, that come from the states and open little places, they're awesome, right? And so if you call me and you're worried about where to stay or logistics, a lot of people don't realize that they're staying in San Jose when they get here and they think they're in Cabo and they're 45 minutes away. And so, I can help you. Um, anybody who calls us, I'm happy to help you. Um, suggest some some good spots, affordable spots, or, or if you're looking for luxury, those are there too. But you know, um, the important thing to remember: it's safe here. Um, it's easy to get around, um, and uh, and uh, there's plenty of spots for every sort of budget to get out there and enjoy it. I mean, honestly, if you can get a plane ticket for 200 bucks, a room for 60 bucks a night, and the fishing trip for 300 you know, um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's affordable and it's a lot of fun for sure. And
1: it's a ne- great place. It's, it's Needless place to, be to say, though, people have to get a hold of you, not on the same day, but give you a little bit of time to get the best selection, the best boats, and to be out there at the best time yeah. of the year.
10: Uh, I know a lot of people listening have been here before, and it used to be that you'd walk down a marina and shake a guy's hand and make a deal. But honestly, you know, the better boats, the better crews, we look for those guys, right? And, and we work with them, the bigger fleets here. And so, you know, what's left are the guys that, uh, you know, maybe not have the best equipment or maybe their boats aren't in the best shape or, you know, you're going to be, you know, drowning in diesel fumes all day, that sort of thing. So the best thing nowadays is to get online, you know, go to our website or a reputable website, look at, you know, um, the boats and see the picture. You'll see the names of the captains. You'll see how much experience they have. You'll see what kind of gear they run. And then uh, then book online. You know, if you want to do it two or three weeks in advance, busy season, you want to do it at least a month in advance. I've sold out. Uh, four or five times uh, last last year, uh, this year, and uh, so, you know, if you book in advance, you know what you're getting, I promise you, you book a boat, you're going to be on that boat, uh, guaranteed, I don't uh, switch people around, we don't play games, so, you know, um, booking online ahead of time will just take all the anxiety, away. when you show up, we'll be there, we'll get you on the boat, we'll get you out fishing, you have nothing to worry about, and it's really the way to go, right, yeah. you, you're all set up, you're ready to rock and roll, Get down here, no worries.
1: Cobble, Greg, we're going to have to cut you loose over here, but how's the best way to get a hold of you and find out more information on how to go fishing with Land Zen Charters?
10: So it's really easy from the States. amazing Internet phones. That allow me to give you an 800 number. It's toll-free, 800-281-5778, 800-281-5778. Check out our website at landendcharters.com. Uh, and then, uh, plan to be in San Jose, Lanza and charter And, uh, happy to help you guys. We have a live chat on our website as well. So if you just want to type into your computer and chat with us from here, uh, happy to do that. We have that, uh or not 20 hours a day, but 10 or 12 hours a day. You can chat with me or Jenny online and happy to answer any questions you have and, and, uh, make this, uh, make this an easy process for you.
1: All right. Well, Captain, uh, Cobble, Greg, uh, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us, and uh, you know, My we look,
10: always a pleasure.
1: We look forward to hearing about the announcement of you expanding to the larger boat and hitting some of those islands off of uh, the Baja Peninsula that we can hardly get to. That is exciting news.
10: You'll be the first to hear about it, I promise. All right. <laughs>
1: hey, thanks for being uh, with us tonight. I know it's tonight. ready
10: to go. All <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Hey, we got to take a break right now, but coming up next, Stan has brought a special guest to the show from Amber Marine that you're going to want to hear about their services. So stay tuned. There is still a lot more to come. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing and Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you
2: who
4: are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley
2: with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot Water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin 6 ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to
5: HM Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144 You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at Fishing we
13: 7262 or just spell Bass Boat. one 800 boat. I know, there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's one 800 boat, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.COM
6: If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water.
3: Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: And again, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Hey, if you missed any of Ron Real Radio, it'll be archived probably about Tuesday afternoon uh, on uh, ronrealradio.com. <laughs> and then you can always download it uh, uh, as an iPad. I- iPodcast on any of the uh, local uh, media outlets. So uh, listen to Ron Real Radio anytime you desire. Hey, Stan, you've run across a company and a, and a fellow that uh, really offers some extraordinary service and some really some unique uh, <laughs> service to our fishing community. You want to introduce him to our listening audience again?
2: I'll be happy to. Uh, this is one of my best finds ever in the Insurance world, I you know, I invented basketball insurance. I deal with thousands of uh, guys that are boaters, both freshwater and saltwater, six-pack yachts, all kinds of stuff. But the one thing I didn't have was a guy that knew anything about how to repair some of the older Johnson and Evinrude motors, and I found Brad out of the blue. So I want to introduce everybody to Brad Manet from Amber Marine. Brad, thanks for coming aboard. Hey, no problem. Good to hear from you again,
1: Stan. Hey, welcome to the show, Brad.
2: Thank you. Yeah, well, Brad is one of those guys, I, had a, I bought a boat with a, with a Johnson motor on it, wasn't working right, nobody really knew what to do with it, and so out of the blue, I kind of, I, I just found him off a, something on the internet and made a phone call, ended up, he's in Southern California, about an hour and a half to, to find his place of business, and he had everything that I needed to fix the thing and more, because he still has all the parts for the older Johnson and Evinrude motors. And uh, propellers, I mean, everything I needed.
9: Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background first and how long you've been there? Well, we've been there since 1983, and we're kind of like a local mom and pop shop. Uh, we have all types of used outboard parts, and especially Johnson Everett, which is getting harder to come by. So if anybody's looking for power trims, lower units, electronics, etc., we've got them also, NOS parts and all new parts for uh, the modern e-tech engines. Um, We've been doing this for a while, and it seems like nobody else is doing it. So it seems to help out with people that have an engine with an upper or lower problem. They don't want to junk it. Like you, yourself, you came to us, and we got you back on the water, and everything's good. We don't have to, um, you know, make a heyday of it. So, yeah, that's what we pride ourselves in, uh, all these
2: little McMa well you know it's because a lot of the guys if they've got an older Johnson motor and they, you know they just want to get it tuned up or it's not running right there's no place to go anymore and you were the you were the savior here for a, for a lot of my guys I've sent down already and talked to uh, for OMC that uh, there's not that many places that have the extra parts and you did um, and and then being able to work on the e-tech there's not a lot of people that know that motor also which that really comes in handy because that's the newest Johnson Avenue Motor
9: yeah, well, you know, there's still two-stroke motors that are uh, pressure injected. Uh, we sell Tohatsu, which is a TLDI low-pressure injected. So basically in the industry, there's only two manufacturers building two-strokes that are legal. And the boaters prefer them because the lighter weight, less maintenance, and a few other reasons, you know, just because of dependability. Obviously, they've been around for a long time, and that's why we keep those parts. And we also offer new anything you would like from I believe two point five horsepower to two hundred and fifty horsepower.
2: All you had, new, you had power heads. You, when I came down there, you had power heads for the older motors. If you, they needed something electrical, the the pieces that go onto the motors you had available, which are very hard to find. Um, it, it, you were just a wealth of, of one information and knowledge because your mechanics all have great knowledge about all of those different motors also. Now, a lot of people don't know Tohatsu is a really well-made motor, Japanese motor, and a lot of the sailing people use them for years and years and years, but they're very, very reliable.
9: Yeah, people don't realize Tohatsu has been in business since 1956. It's the number one commercial fishing motor in Japan. Mm. So um, I was originally an OMC guy, and when I purchased the business, I started talking to people about their Tots or Nissans and they would explain to me that they haven't used the motor in ten to fifteen years and they'd start right up and I thought that sounded pretty amazing. So I am a firm believer of these motors that are dependable. You want to be able to, you know, get out there, hit the key and go. You know, that's the whole purpose of the trip. Not to be, you know, finding little issues with electronics and carburetors and stuff. So these older motors, I, I, I'm still a firm believer, and that's why I sell the parts for them and supply them.
1: Well, Brad, uh, tell us on the – now, spell it for me, uh, Tahatsu. is How do you spell that, and what range of engines do they offer? Well,
9: it's T-O-H-A-T-S-U, and like I said, they've been around since 1956, and now they're really uh, moving forward with their technology. They're involved in four-stroke up to uh, 250 horsepower okay counter rotating motors also offering a 5 year warranty which is pretty good in the industry
1: and the, 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 and the deal is, is that how you know how often do you see them come on back or, or is it a product that once you send it out there you don't see it come back till it has to come in to its for its regularly scheduled maintenance
9: uh, exactly some people forget and have to give them a reminder and they're like well gee it has been 50 hours i need to do something and that's a good thing because uh, in this industry, you want dependability. And I highly recommend uh, the Tehatsu line that they've got because they're, they're after that market of affordability and offering a five-year warranty, which is, is pretty present. You time. know, the
2: other so I, I mean, would... people have to ki- take into consideration, this is a commercial motor for Japan. This is the one that the
9: guys that, that run their business on <laughs> use. It's a really good motor. Yeah, so I, I wish I had more room. I could stock use parts for everything, but I just kind of specialize in Toss and Nissan and Johnson and Evernood. And if, like I said, uh, anybody needs any knowledge or uh, proof, the proof is in the pudding. You look at these motors. I've got motors here, uh, 1930s, that are still running, and people are amazed when you fire them up and you can still use them as an everyday motor, which, you know, well, there's even a Model A. There's
2: thousands of people out there that have older Johnson, Evinrude Motors yeah. that are on the back of that boat that they use for the Sierras, for trout fishing, or just running around on their smaller boats that for years and years and years they just pull the handle and take off. Uh, but they don't know where to get parts for, or they don't know who can work on them. And that's been, you guys have been the best-kept secret that I've found lately. You have done a great job. Um, my boat included, where I, I've got my... Uh, 175 on it. That's a 1990 that you guys made per like a kitten. And um, I can't only say uh, I think you're the
9: best of the best in the West at this, but... Well, there's a lot of us out there that we don't have, you know, $14,000 to go repower a boat that's only worth $5,000, and this is where everything comes into play. You have a dependable motor. You can always get used parts for it, and they're still building new parts. So there's always a source, you know, ambermarine.net, find us on the web. Um, new and used, all our inventories listed. Uh, so far, I think um, in the last, what, 16 years since I've been the owner of this company, I've had a lot of people are really surprised at what they come over and find. They're amazed. Well, you've got used motors,
2: too, for the guy that's got a blown-up motor and he needs to replace it. You've got very reasonably priced used motors from you know four-horse four or two-horse all the way up to 250-horse I saw there. And you actually offer a warranty.
9: Yeah, we offer used warranties. We offer nice. uh, five-year new, which is, you know, pretty present pretty in its good. class compared to all the other manufacturers. And the fuel economy on these new four-strokes is unbelievable. Uh, I'm amazed that the people, they tell me how far they can go from point A to B on a gallon of gas. And that's what we need to get back to is economy, you know. Well, I see your guys out there that are fishing when they go out 100 miles they want to be able to have enough fuel in that tank to get back another 100 miles So anytime you can go out hit the backside of Sacramento Island and come back with some fish you're doing pretty good
1: you know Brad uh, the reach of our uh, listening audience is way out there in fact one of our biggest markets believe it or not for you know listening offline is Eugene Oregon so but the question I have is People have trouble with their boat, and they can not get that part, but they're not really freeway close to you. Can they give you a call, and if you have it, will you sell it to them and ship it to them wherever they are?
9: Oh, we'd be glad to. We do that all the time. Like I said, just go to our local um, website, ambermarine.net, and all the information is right there. They can request anything. It usually takes about three to four days, I don't know what type of year, you know, obviously this time is going to be busy. But we try to get people back on the water as quick as possible. And if we don't have it, we refer another local shop that might have it new or used.
1: Now, is it best to call in for a reservation to see what your workload is? Or do you just have a lot of people just come on up and go, Brad,
9: I need help now? No, we do. We, uh, we're about always two weeks out. So it's nice to get a little heads up on that stuff. If it's something he, he, He's with, even so busy he was looking for an OMC mechanic when I talked to him the other day. <laughs> yeah, good. I need one more because uh, a lot of people are coming to us because not too many people have that old school knowledge. Uh, even the new school knowledge is a little different story because you have to have uh, the ECU adapters and the dyno, the whole testing equipment to make sure the, the package comes together.
2: All so if you're an OMC mechanic, you need to give him a call if you're looking for a job. I'll tell you right now.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, Brad, give us the uh, the contact number for you on how pe- people can get a hold of you to find what they need.
9: Yeah, you can reach us at 949-646-6918 or on the web, ambermarine.net.
1: All right. Hey, Brad from uh, Amber Marine, thank you for being with us, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future, especially... When it comes to your OMC Johnson and uh, needs, appreciate you taking the time.
9: Yeah, and I wanted to thank you guys um, for, you know, taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it uh, very much. All right, Brad. Thank you.
1: Hey, guys, we have used way too many words in the time that we have allotted to us. So on behalf of Stan and Winnie, I'm going to have to wish you a good night. Thank you, Jorge, for uh, pulling all the right buttons. Uh, ben Harvey, thanks a lot for producing us down here in San Diego. And always, in memory of Big to Bill Gieslin and Eddie McCune, we want to thank you all for listening tonight. Go out there and get them. They're getting away. We're out for now. We'll see you next Sunday night, live on Rod and Real Radio. Good night, everybody.